Jim. Mold stomping grounds. <laughs> Hank Patterson, fly fishing guide. Riley Smith, tight end. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, you wouldn't happen to be the kicker. No, tight end. Again, thank you. I'm looking for a kicker for Lithia Ford's fall kickoff sale. But you're not the kicker. No. Yeah. Now nah, the kicker's probably taller and in a lot better shape. So, okay. What uh, position do you play? Tight end. Squats. Yeah. Try it sometime. may be retired, but I still have finances to manage. With direct deposit and automatic payments, ICCU makes it easy to spend less time banking and more time baking. RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics, is going all in this season with an all-star lineup. First up, he led the Broncos to three conference championships and ten 20-win seasons. It's coach Leon Rice. Next, he's the founder and CEO of RowPaint.com. He played a little basketball in high school on the driveway with his mom. It's Andy Rowe. Want to just paint my house? Now that I can do. 
When I want Boise State to win, I trust Coach Rice to lead the Broncos to victory. And when I want the best painting and garage floor coating, I trust RowPaint.com to get that job done right. This is Bronco Nation News Live. The best interviews, the most informed opinions, the latest breaking news, all from the top Boise State insiders. Today's broadcast is coming from the Cutwater Spirits Can Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Can Cocktails is perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Now, here's four-time NSMA Idaho Sports Writer of the Year, B.J. Rains, with another edition of Bronco Nation News Live. Hey, how we doing, Boise State fans? Welcome on in another edition of Bronco Nation News Live here at BroncoNationNews.com. Very special guest going to join us here in just a matter of minutes. Brian Harson, the uh, former Boise State coach, former Auburn coach. Apparently, Jay upset some folks at Arkansas State. I didn't include them in the graphic. Uh, also coached the year at Arkansas State. But uh, it's Friday. Jay Tust is here and uh, excited, uh, excited for today. going to be fun, Jay. Yeah, it should be fun. Good to hear from Harson and... Uh... What a way to kick off the weekend, man! It's a busy day. I don't. I know that uh, you know you guys stick to to Bronco football and well Bronco sports for that matter. But yeah. state soccer, the uh, final week of the high school football season is tonight. So I know it's a bye week for the Broncos, but it is awfully busy when it comes to the uh, local prep scene. This and weekend. we should throw it out there. Uh, Brian Harson did ask uh, or did say, you know, hey, let's talk about Eagle High. Let's talk some high school football. So uh, we're not going to come on here and have the first question be, do you want to come back and coach Boise State? Uh, so we are going to, uh, just to set it up for folks, uh, you know, we, his son is doing some big things, going to Idaho State. We want to catch up with him, just how's life, what it's like being a dad, watching his kid play and uh, talk about that big game tonight. And then we will uh, get into uh, some of the Boise State topics and obviously Talon Green, a quarterback that he recruited and signed um he's obviously living in town knows the the current state of the program uh we will get to that but uh we all we are going to talk about his family and kind of what he's doing right now because uh i think he's enjoying being a dad right now jay yeah he's getting a chance to do that and i can't imagine how much he's enjoying it we'll ask him about it because you know the the fall when you're a head coach when you're an assistant coach when you're anything that he has been since he's been about 23 years old uh you know they they take away from your family it's a lot of time a lot of dedication and this year, I've seen him up in the stands quite a few times at the Eagle High football games and cheering for his boy Davis Harson on the field. And uh, Davis in, in the Mustang Eagle, or excuse me, the, the Eagle Mustangs are a perfect 8-0 on the season, ranked number one in the state, the only remaining undefeated team in the state. But they have a challenge tonight going over to the Thunder Stadium and the Meridian Warriors. Let's go ahead and get our first commercial break out of the way. Coach Harson should be joining us in about two minutes. So we'll take a 90-second break and Brian Harson joining us. Don't go anywhere here on Bronco Nation News. All Bronco Nation News broadcasts come from the Cutwater Spirits Canned Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of premixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Spirits, perfect for your next game day tailgate party. 
Our title sponsor is RowPaint.com. For all your commercial, industrial, residential painting needs, check out RowPaint.com. Don't forget about their concrete coatings. Transform that ugly concrete slab on your back patio in your garage in just one day. Contact RowPaint.com for a free estimate today. The official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics and our title sponsor at Bronco Nation News is RowPaint.com. Idaho Central Credit Union has been helping members achieve financial success for more than 80 years. There's an ICCU branch on almost every corner, but the closest is in your pocket with free e-branch mobile and online banking. See why more than 500,000 members love ICCU and join one in four Idahoans by making the switch today at ICCU.com. Since 1984, Ridley's Family Markets has prided itself on being a hometown food and drug store that employed value members of the local community. Ridley's Family Markets has 13 locations in the state of Idaho and many more in the surrounding states. Download the new Ridley's app to your smartphone, get savings up to 40% off at the checkout line, and find a location near you at shopridleys.com. Former Bronco Matt Bauscher is once again the number one ranked realtor in the Treasure Valley. No home is too big or too small for Matt and his team. Let them fulfill all your real estate needs at BauscherRealEstate.com. All right, Jay, we should be uh, having Brian Harson join us any uh, any minute here. We got great viewership. Appreciate everybody for, for checking us out. Uh, what do you make, Jay, of uh, Brian's time at Boise State and then going on to Auburn and obviously did a lot of good things at Boise State? And uh, I think some fans are realizing maybe he did a little better than some realized. <laughs> Well, it's what is it? It's it's tough to follow guys like Chris Peterson, man, because the only it, it is really difficult to replicate that type of success. But now you look at you know Brian's tenure at Boise State. He went sixty nine and nineteen. Right now, Andy Avalo sits at twenty and thirty, I believe. And so he would have to get on one heck of twenty a and thirteen. Street. It's not that bad, Jay. Twenty and thirteen. Come what on. did I say? Twenty and thirty. Oh, sorry. Tw- oh, 20, <laughs> 20 and thirteen. Sorry about that. That was yeah, I misspoke there. But he'd have to get on one heck of a hot streak to even catch what what Harson did during his time at Boise State. Brian brought a, a Fiesta Bowl championship trophy. Um, not only as an offensive coordinator, but as a, as a head coach to Boise, and it's it's wild. BJ, next year it'll be a decade since since that game happened in 2014 with Jay Ajay hitting a, a 56 yard run on the first touch he had after announcing he was going to the NFL draft with you know money season scripted across his eye black. That was a Really talented team that responded to adversity. Uh, they did not get off to the best start that year. They were two and two after the Air Force game, and then they never lost again. BJ. Yeah, no, it was uh, exciting times, and uh, we're excited to welcome on our special guest Jay. We appreciate uh, Brian Harson for joining us. We're going to bring him. There he is, uh, Coach Harson. How we doing, sir? Oh, we can't hear you. Uh oh. Uh oh. No, we uh now now you're now you muted yourself. Try it again here. Let's see. How about there, that? There we yeah. go. Yeah. There we go. The key is to hit unmute. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Well, good morning. How are you guys? We're doing good. We appreciate you coming on. I, I didn't think you liked me, coach. So I'm just glad Jay Tuss was here so you do the interview. But uh well, that's exactly why I'm on here. <laughs> well, at least we clear, at least we cleared that up right out of the way. Yeah, so let's just let's just be honest about it, right? <laughs> oh, come on now, coach. Yeah. We uh Go ahead, Jay. You you sporting your uh, you got your Mustang gear on the night there, Look, Coach. There you go. Mustang football, man. Big game tonight. Davis Harson yes. leading the undefeated Eagle Mustangs into the five A S I C championship game this evening. Uh, I'm, I just want to start there. How much fun have you had this fall, Brian? Being able to watch your boy in his final year of high school football because any other year you wouldn't have been able to consume it like this. No, you're right. No question. Um, it's been awesome. Uh, the transition, 
from Auburn High School where Davis was. And he had a great experience there. They played in the state championship last year. And the coaches there were phenomenal, did a great job developing him. Um, but everything now moving forward, just with Coach Clough, Eagle, a lot of those guys that he played with uh, in Optimus football are at the school. And so it's just been a great experience for everybody. And they're having success. He's enjoying what he's doing, being around uh, that program and with his teammates. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, tonight's a big, big game. They're playing Meridian. Uh, they played him in the season opener. Meridian's a really good football team. And, you know, it's district championship before they get into the playoffs. So uh, we're going to enjoy that. But what's the fun? The fun part is got we got great parents uh, and great support for the program. But the pregame, the tailgating, uh, which is very mild, just having some fun, some food, snacks, talking about, you know, the the boys and, and the season so far has just been enjoyable. So we're going to have another good one tonight and just enjoy it, cheer these guys on, and hopefully they can get it done. There's a lot of uh, chat and uh, trash-talking coach in the chat here. Jordan says, uh, Warriors aren't losing twice to Eagle this year. Sorry, Harsh. <laughs> hey, you know, look, here's here's the reality. So I looked this up in college football a while back, but I think since 1942, there's been 73 rematches, and the team that won the first game 52% of the time won the second game. So you go into a game, it's 50-50. Um, it really doesn't matter. It just matters how the guys are prepared throughout the week, both teams, and what happens for the next three hours tonight when they go out there and play. So, um, But I watched the Warriors in the first game. I've seen a little bit of them through the season. They're very good. They're tough. Um, played well, had a big win against uh, Rocky mm -hmm. in a comeback there. So uh, these guys got their hands full, and uh, we'll see what happens. I'm sure there's going to be trash talking, but I I'm all for Eagle and – those guys getting it done and have been super proud of just what they've been able to accomplish so far. And, and the way they've done it, the way Coach Clough has done it, and his staff has just been impressive. So we'll be in there yelling our our lungs out tonight and uh, cheering these guys on. This is a this is an awesome matchup. And in my opinion, even if you go back to the beginning of the season, I thought that the, the season opener was something we might see for the state championship this year. Meridian can roll. They can run the rock. You know, Riley Byington, Marco Del Rio, uh, Cole Jones. Obviously, you have Zeke Martinez running the show over there. But, you know, Eagles got some D1 talent, too. Not only is your boy going to Ohio, Ohio uh, uh, Idaho State, but recently saw their tight end, Seth Brock, committed to Montana State. So um, as high school football kind of evolves – uh, the level of dedication in terms of training and resources that, that have really, uh, uh, you know, taken off in my 10 years here, Brian. Um, how cool is it to see the big stage, though, set up for a 5A SIC championship game? I mean, this this is only a couple years sure. old, but I, I love how it just like really features the best of the best, you know, one last time before the state tournament starts. Yeah, no, I love it. I, I think the setup's great. And to your point, too, uh, what I've seen as far as Idaho football this year and watching a lot of these guys play, I mean, it's getting better. And there's also a lot of young talent that I see in a lot of programs, a lot of sophomores and juniors mm -hmm. playing some key positions that are, that are really playing at a high level. So Eagles got some guys now that are having a chance to move on and they'll on this team that have a chance to go on and play. But uh, overall, the level of football has gotten better. And you, know, you go back every year, there's always been some elite players that come out of the state of Idaho. I think the Colston Loveland, Gatlin Bear, 
um, you know, right now and in previous players, you know, ones that played at Boise State and guys that went on and played at other programs. But um, I think it's just getting better and better. And as the Valley grows, uh, I think you're going to see more players continue to come out of the state of Idaho and go on and play Division One football or college football wherever, uh, because it is improving. And speaking of Idaho State, you know, for Davis to have a chance to go play for Cody Hawkins. And we went there for an unofficial visit back in the spring. And I sat in the team room with a lot of other parents and players and listened to Cody just address the entire room. And I was impressed with just how he comes across as a leader, uh, his message, his conviction, um, his energy. I mean, this is the future of college football. And I sat back there watching like that guy right there. All right. He's a head coach right now. He's young, but you know, he's got a, he's got a good pedigree, right? He's got a good background with his dad and he sounds a lot like that, but he's got an edge to him. And my wife and I, I guess we were just extremely impressed with the vision he had for the program. They offered Davis and, you know, Davis, I think wants to go down that same path, wants to coach, wants to do those things down the road. And I said, there's not a better guy to be around than Coach Hawkins. You know, he's been in your shoes. Uh, look where he's at right now. And what an awesome experience you could have at Idaho State. And they won the last game. I think they won the last two games. Mm -hmm. um, and I had the big comeback against yeah. Eastern Washington. Wow. And, and you just see, like, they're getting better. And, and I heard I heard Cody uh the other day on the radio talking about, you know, kind of how that whole game transpired and the things that happened, but also just where the program's at and where he wants to take it. They know they're not where they need to be right now or want to be, but they have a vision for where they're going. And he's the right man for the job. No question about it. Um, we're excited that Davis has a chance to go play for him and be a part of that program. I know it's going to keep getting better. And I think more guys in the Valley are going to have a chance to go to places like that Hopefully it's Idaho State, so those guys will continue to improve and um, and get better. But but what an awesome opportunity! And then Seth Brock at Montana State. I mean, Montana State right now is really the program, all right, in that in that division. So having a chance to go play for them and be a part of it, uh, I think is is uh, impressive for the resume he's put together. And and you know a lot of those guys on that team. And like I said, I've been around their families, been around them. They've been over to the house. They've been a part of our family and you know we're pulling for them tonight and just really really impressed with what they've been able to accomplish so far brian harson our guest here on bronco nation news jay tuss and bj rains and coach uh i mean just just to be able to watch your son's games and and go on recruiting trips and do this kind of stuff uh you've out you know you had him around at practice and stuff but obviously uh the hours that a coach puts in i mean to have this last year with your family and be able to go be a parent and yell at the refs from the stands instead of the sidelines and, uh, you know, tailgate and do all that fun stuff. Right. I mean, uh, just, just, uh, a lot of the comments are saying you seem more refreshed and then that you, you seem like you're in a good place right now on the comments and stuff. How, how, what, uh, just, just what's this been like for you the last year, getting a chance to take the break from coaching and, and be a dad. Really quick, Harse. I can vouch you are you are actually pretty calm in the stands. I can vouch for that. I, I don't know how you do it. You're actually pretty calm up there. Well, I mean, I'm sitting so far up. I, I wish I could get down a little closer to some of the officials <laughs> at times and all that. But, um, you know, look, a different perspective. It's a different perspective. And uh, and I do appreciate really everybody, official, officials included, on the field, giving those boys a chance to go out there and play. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just – before I got on this call, Matt Wells 
who used to be at Utah State and Texas Tech had just reached out to me and he's at Oklahoma right now. Uh, and we were just talking. He's got a chance to see his boy Wyatt play the last uh, six games. And we were just having that conversation before I got on this with you guys. Um, and it is, it's, it's a great opportunity for myself um, and my family to be a part of what Davis is doing, but also just to enjoy it and to be around and, and to have a chance to be a part of it. Because we all know the schedules as coaches, um, it's just not conducive for that. And it's hard to, you know, be in those, uh, have those opportunities to go be a part of that. And you know what? Uh, I've enjoyed it, uh, like I said before, and, and uh, it's been a blessing. And, you know, right now, I mean, that's, that's been a big focus for us. And, and also, you know, to be around my girls, too. You know, I've got an older daughter. She's an esthetician. She is the very best. Um, and she is making her way. She is figuring it out. Um, she is a go-getter, hard worker. That's Devin. Dane is at Boise State. She's a junior, um, needs to graduate and, you know, move on and, and uh, get out in the real world soon. But she's doing great in school. Um, and Kess and I, you know, we've been together for a long time since we were 14 to 15 years old. So, you know, it's been nice to, to have a chance to, to be around here and help out. And I'll tell you what, like what I didn't know, and, and she reminds me too, like of the distractions I had with football and all the other things is just every single day what actually happens and goes on. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it's not the most exciting stuff, but man, what needs to get done around here, um, I've been able to help and be a part of it. And uh, my appreciation for her and what she's done for our family and how to help raise or really raise our three children the way that she has. Um, you know what? I mean, I try to let her know I appreciate her more and more every single day. And so all those things have been great. Um, you know, it is it is refreshing in some ways at the same time. Uh, you know, I'm really proud of what the coaches that I've had a chance to coach with are doing to watch teams that I've been a part of and to see some of these players out there, you know, having success that we've recruited and, and had a chance to coach and even guys that are no longer playing to be around them, to go out to lunch, to have some time with them uh, has been really refreshing. Well, let's uh, talk about that a little bit here, Coach. Obviously, uh, you're living in town, paying attention close to the program, your alma mater. Uh, I think when uh, Andy Avalos was hired, a lot of people thought, hey, this is the perfect fit. It's perfect, going to keep rolling. And uh, for whatever reason, it's just been a little bit of a struggle for your alma mater here, 20 and 13, 3 and 4 on the season, as you know. Uh, what are your thoughts on kind of the, the state of the Boise State football program right now? Sure, yeah. Well, number one, I know they have really good coaches there. And I know those guys care and I know those players care. And that's, you know, let's let's take a little dive inside what it's like to be in those walls every single day. I guarantee you those players and coaches, when they're not having the type of success they want, they care more than anybody. They care more than anybody that they want to fix this and get it right. And, and I know that staff, I know Coach Avalos, I know those players are feeling that way. And I believe they will. And so, you know, are we where we want to be? No. And I, I think that's been addressed by everybody. And I think every coach and player would say that. But now, what do we have to do moving forward? I think that's what you have to do as a coach. You, you have to address the realities of where you are. And then you have to focus on the details, the little things that are going to get you where you want to be, which is winning football games, having success on the field. 
And those guys, I, I know they're focused on that. And now, you know, it has to show on game day. Um, and for everybody in that program, you know, they all have to be committed to that to, to get that done. So um, I'm excited to see where they go. I, I To me, like, th there's tough times, right? And I always think that tough times don't last, tough people do. And we're going to find out how tough we really are as we get into this next stretch and start playing some of these really good teams in the Mountain West and then find out, you know, what we're made of. And I think that's a great challenge. And for me, and I think everybody too, look, are we satisfied where we are right now? No, we're not. But let's pull for our guys and let's see if that toughness, let's see if that fight, let's see if all those things that we have talked about are get, being worked on. Let's see if the things that those guys are getting done in practice are showing up in games. And let's be there in the seats cheering these guys on and, and give them our full support and, and let these guys go out there and, and play in this next game and see what happens. Uh, I, for one, am pulling for them. Uh, I, know it's, I know it's a challenge. Uh, at the same time, I know that those guys will fight, work hard, and do everything they can to put a great product on the field. And those players are going to give you everything they got. And I really do believe that. I know that at times when – you know, a, a program is is struggling, especially one for Boise State that is, is one of the winningest programs in college football history. Mm -hmm. They sit at three and four. Brian, sometimes when you look, when you sit back and you, and you watch a game, it it um, it's not it's not like it's it's twenty plays that is is preventing them from being you know five and two or, or, or flipping this record. How frustrating is it though when maybe it is just a couple plays? Like if, if they play, in all honesty, one play better. The the the, uh, the hail mary at the end of that thing. If they if they execute that better, the the tone and everything of this town is a lot different as as we sit here today. So when you kind of step back and you say, man, it's just a few plays. How do you find that gap? You know what is it? Sunday through through Friday, so sure. it shows up on Saturday. Sure. Yeah. Welcome to football, man. I mean, that's really <laughs> what it comes down to. Uh, it is. It's. People will say it is three to five plays in a game when, when you're playing in a close game and you're playing good football teams. And certainly, you know, I've experienced that mm -hmm. uh, at Boise, at Arkansas State, at Texas, at Auburn. Um, but you're right. It comes down to, you know, these two, three, four plays in a game can change everything. And, and that's really the challenge. So that's the challenge as a player and a coach. And this is why you know, when you get into uh, a little bit of a slump or you get into a losing streak, there's some things that you have got to discipline yourself to make sure you get done every day. Number one is focus on the task at hand. You have to, okay? Don't panic. Don't panic. Uh, people say trust the process, but really what that means is you have to pay attention to the details that are being explained to you or that need to get done all right. And you need to do it each and every day, coaches and players. And why you have to just be so like fanatical just about getting those things done is because you don't know what moment in the game those plays are going to happen. And, and you don't know if it's going to come your way. You don't know if it's going to be someone else. And so that's the challenge, I think, for a football team is every single day when you're together for those four hours of meetings and practice time and all that, everybody has to be locked in, focused on the task at hand. And, and really, 
your job as coaches is to not miss anything and to cover it. And I know as a player, it's like we're covering this again. Well, it hasn't happened to us, but at some point it's going to. And you just you can't become bored with the details. You can't become bored with the day to day. And I think the greatest coaches and players that I've been around and that I've seen and that you watch uh, on other teams, uh, they just don't. They don't become bored with the with the little things that you have to do every single day because at some point they're going to show up. And when they do, I think the reps, the practice, the focus uh, sets you up to be ready for those moments. So that's the challenge. And what I would say right now is don't panic. Don't be distracted with all of the other things that you can't control. Focus on the task at hand. Focus on the things that you can control and do it to the best of your ability each and every day. And then you know what? When you step out there on Saturday, you should be so confident that you put in the work necessary to go there and play for three and a half hours to your very best capabilities. And then cut it loose. No fear. Cut it loose. Go out there and play and play to win each and every time. And, you know, I say that. And look, I've been a part of games where that's been the message and it hasn't happened. Uh, and, and that's where you have to go back and you've got to just recreate the message in a better way. Or maybe you miss something and you've got to go back and you've got to self-scout, you've got to self-evaluate and, and you have to bring that again in a better, you know, a better way the next week. So I believe they'll do that. And, and I believe that we'll see uh, in this next game, those things show up. It's not going to be perfect. We're not going to have a perfect game. There's never going to be a perfect game, but those things are going to show up. And, and I believe those coaches and players will get it done. Taylor Green, coach, you recruited him. You got him to come to Boise State. Uh, a lot of talk in, amongst Boise State fans right now about this two quarterback system and what, you know, where Taylor Green's at and his development. And as Boise State's quarterback here, um, I know you're not watching practice. You're not watching every play of every game, but just uh, what are your thoughts on, on Taylor Green and where he is or isn't at this year and, and the two QB system? You guys ran it, obviously, with with Rip and Cozart there a couple years ago. Um, there's been a lot of talk about whether or not that's actually working. Should they just pick a guy and go with them? Uh, your thoughts on the two QB system and, and Taylor Green, a guy that uh, you originally brought to Boise State? Yeah, that that's – you know what? Um, first of all, with Taylor, I mean, he's a, he's a great athlete. And I, I think the one thing for him um, and this last year that showed up, I think there's signs of it this year. And I think he can keep, he can keep getting better. There's no doubt about it. Um, and so, you know, we felt that way when we recruited him. Plus we loved him just as a person. Uh, I think, you know, his energy, his enthusiasm, I think just his vibe in general is what you want to have in a football program. No question about it, especially at that position and being a leader of the team. Um, the two quarterback system. So you go all the way back to Kellen and we had Kellen Moore playing and Mike Coughlin would come in and do some quarterback run game. He was the changeup. And then we had Rippon and Tommy Stewart a little bit. And then we got Montel Cozart and Montel became that changeup and ended up playing in some games because Brett was injured. Uh, and then we, we had um, Talon when Hank was there, you know, we were going to bring him in and, and kind of have that that system in place. And I think when you have a, a change up, you, know, you have your guy. And that's the one thing. Kellen was the guy. Brett was the guy. Uh, you have your guy and then you kind of have a change up. I think those things work. Uh, and I've done both. Now, 
going back and forth. You know, I had to do some of that at Texas and we had to do some of that at Auburn. And you know what, in hindsight, um, that's a really tough challenge for both those quarterbacks uh, when you're doing that. And I think the better plan is to have one and then you have your change up, you have your plays, you have whatever packages um, that you might put in there for, for the other guy. And he can do some exciting things for you. And I think he can really help. Uh, but the reason why I think it, it becomes a challenge is I think everybody wants to have their starter. Everybody wants to have the guy, but somebody has to take it. And that's the reality of it. Someone has to take it. Someone has to separate and someone has to take it uh, and, and show that they are the guy. And then the other guy is the change up. And um, I think the, the obvious question is, well, how do you do that if you're not getting all the reps? Um, I think there's enough in practice. There's enough things that go on before you get into a game <clears throat> where guys should start to separate themselves and, and become the guy. And, you know, just as a play caller, and I, again, I've done both of these. So I've been in the same situation, um, made mistakes with it. It's, it's been really positive. But I think as a play caller too, you know, and for a, a player, the rhythm is a big part of it as well right? You kind of get into the flow of a game. It's just, I mean, it's, it's a fight. It's a fight. And uh, I think as you get into it, you start to see certain things when you get more plays that when you come back to something, you're like, I'm going to be ready for that. When that safety's off the hash, I'm going to be ready for that when the linebacker's deeper than he should be. So it's a cover two look. Um, and you got to be out there to get that done. And so I think the best plan is to have a guy and have a change up if you want to, or just have a guy and, you know, the, the rotation can become challenging uh, because of the rhythm of the game, because of, you know, and I think just the, the rhythm of the player as well. So we'll see what happens. Um, unfortunately, as you kind of put packages in as a play caller, and this is, and I've done the same things, you might jump from one package to the next and you keep doing that because the situation calls for it. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it's just, you get that feel of like, we're just rotating guys back and forth and back and forth. And, uh, you just got to be aware of that. And I speak from experience of being in that position and knowing that, you know what, I think the, the better way is have your guy, have a change up. And then, you know what, we got a tailback in the backfield um, that is special. We got, so we got a chance to get him the ball and do some things with that, with him in the run game. And, um, and I think some other guys too have stepped up that uh, these guys after a bye week and a self scout, they're going to go back and evaluate that, and we're going to see a lot of those things, in my opinion, when we get into this next game. You know, when you when you look at Taylor Green's game, a lot of his success happens outside the hashes, right? And it's because a lot of times he likes to leave the pocket, but as he continues to kind of grow and push himself as that pocket passer, I will say I do think we saw a little improvements in, in the Colorado State game, and he only got to throw the ball eight times, but I think you saw him kind of hang or move up in the pocket. Um, whether it be your, your starting quarterback or your, your left tackle or your free safety, Brian, when it comes to in-season development, the, the weeks are so crammed trying to get ready for that next opponent, right? How much time can you truly spend on, you know, honing the, the, the fundamentals that you probably want to take care of, you know, during the summer and, and fall camp? But if there's a lack, you know, during the season, how, how, do you, how much time do you have to actually address that? And as a quarterback, too, how much more time do you just have to put in than, than everybody else at times? Sure. 
Well, here's the number one thing when it comes to the fundamentals. Uh, You never neglect the fundamentals, in my opinion. So your Sunday practices is kind of a correcting review, at least is how we did it. And then you had like your fundamental periods for 10 minutes. And so you're not getting away from that. You're going to have those, and especially the quarterback position because of special teams, you have time in there to work on those things in practice because they're not involved on kickoff or kickoff return, whatever it is. And so for all those positions, never neglect the fundamentals. So it's got to be built into your practice plans on your Tuesday practices, Wednesday practices, Thursdays are different, Friday you're getting ready for the game. Um, So I think you have to constantly be working on those. And then as a player, either before or after practice, if you didn't get uh, some of the work that you felt like you needed, you got to stay. You got to spend some extra time. You just got to do some of that work necessary to keep honing your game. Uh, Because especially a quarterback, like you can play for until you're 45, however old Tom Brady was, um, you'll never have it all figured out. And that's just that position. And I think it's all the positions, but especially a quarterback. Uh, and as far as the preparation, I always loved it up in uh, Coach Hill's office. You know, we had our four requirements, which was toughness, preparation, decision-making, and accuracy. Those are the four things we had to have from our quarterbacks. And then he had this um, like five things on there just about the QB lifestyle. But the number one uh, point on there was the lonely hours. And I think that's where anybody that wants to be great at something, you're just going to spend those hours alone studying, focused on the team you're playing. Uh, and I'll tell you a story. I'll go back to when Kellen uh, was playing for us and, and we were in the old facility and you know, my office was back in where the team room was. And I would come in there and be there six, seven in the morning, whatever it was. Kellen would come by around 10 and he would sit in the wide receiver room for about five and a half hours all by himself. Every now and then he'd pop out and say something to me, give me an idea or ask a question. Uh, And I would walk in there as well. He'd be watching the next opponent. Then I'd walk in there. He'd be watching somebody else. We're not even playing because he just wanted to watch the quarterback that was playing and it had nothing to do with our game, but he was studying that player. And when he left that film room on Mondays, we would meet that night about seven thirty, eight o'clock. And he had the plan in his head of how he's going to attack this defense. And he would look at the game plan I had up there and we would go through it. He'd be like, I like it. I like it. I like it. And if he was kind of him hawn, Usually with Kellen, because he's so damn smart, I'd be like, that's out, because that's a bad idea. And he was ready to go for Tuesday. And you know what he did on Tuesday? The same, not five hours, but he studied again. And then on Wednesday, he studied again. And then on Thursday night, when we were done, everybody's going home. You know what he was watching? Blitz. He was watching all their blitzes again, watching what we're, how we're going to pick it up in protection, what are going to be the issues. When I get zero coverage, because that's the one that you're going to get splattered on. If you don't know what to do, he had answers. And then, and Brett was the same way. And and Zabransky, I mean, just, if if you want to be great at anything, you have got to spend the time. And as a quarterback, the lonely hours, I mean, that's really where you find the success in your game is knowing pre-snap, I got what I wanted 
this is the one time I can throw the ball backside because I know they're going to spin the coverage and bang, you hit it. And everyone's like, that's a great play. You know what? No, that was a great decision from hours and hours and hours of preparation that he put in to make that one play and create that touchdown for us to have success. We could talk to you for, for five hours, coach. But I got two quick, two more and we'll get you out of here. We appreciate your time. Uh, uh, Jay left me all the questions people are waiting for me to ask you, so I'll just get to it, I guess. But uh, what was the uh, experience like for you at Auburn, and what did you learn, I guess, there that if you do decide to coach again, you think you might do anything differently or not? Yeah, well, I think, you know, one, taking that opportunity, I mean, it was a challenge. We knew going into that was going to be a challenge uh, because of the league, uh, where the program was at, and, you know, the blueprint that we used – you know, a lot of things that we had at Boise State from the success, um, you know, we tried to carry over into that program as well. And, you know, I think early on there was just some challenges, um, you know, coming through, you know, coming off of COVID or, or through COVID as we got into that, into that program, there was obviously some challenges in the beginning. Um, but the biggest takeaway, you know, the players, a lot of great players, a lot of great kids, you um, that doesn't change. And I felt that way when I was at Texas, when I left Boise State to go to Texas, to Arkansas State, to Boise State, to, to Auburn. Um, the players, and you can talk about ability and, and, and argue there all you want, but they're 18 to 22. And you know what? They just want to be coached. They want to have an experience. They want to be successful. They want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And it was no different there. So we had great kids and, and they worked hard. Um, I think the biggest challenges that any program faces is, you know, one, you know, how fast can you put together uh, your program to where, you know, you're going to see some success. And we did the first year, I think we we're five and two and uh, maybe 13th in the country and, and, and did some good things. Uh, Bo Nix was playing really well, got hurt in the uh, Mississippi state game. And then things just went downhill. Um, you know, we weren't able to finish very strong at the end of the year and I, we didn't really finish at all. Um, and, you know, so that hurt and, and just like anything, right. The one thing that, that we all want, we all want to win. All right. We all want to put a product on the field where we can go out there and have success, uh, a product that we're, where guys are going to fight. And, you know, the challenge when you're not winning is the same thing that we're talking about right now. You know, you have to overcome a lot of those things, you know, that losing syndrome, you got to overcome that so you can get back on track and find ways to win. But ultimately, um, you know, really good coaches, really good league, uh, recruiting, all those things, you know, are just at a premium and, and, and you got to do it at a high level at all times. And I think the biggest part is you got to have your goals, your vision and your your alignment has got to come together with everybody really in that program in order to, to be successful because the challenge is so great when you go compete every Saturday that everybody's got to be all in with what you're doing. I, I don't think that's just at Auburn. I think that's everywhere. I think that's a challenge for everybody. And when I talk to coaches, um, it's not unique just to, to that situation. It's really everywhere. And I think the programs that do a really good job, there's, there's a, there's alignment, um, I think everybody's working towards a common goal. And then, you know, what you're trying to get done each and every day, like we said, has got to be the focus and everybody's got to be all in with that. So, um, 
moving moving forward and, and learning from that. And ultimately, for me, um, I've worked with great people, been around a lot of great coaches, uh, have have really been on a path that has been positive. And uh, then you hit failure, right? Bam. I mean, it's just it's a it's a failure at the end of the day. And ultimately, that's on me. That's my responsibility as the head coach. And so as you look back on it, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't say that you're going to regret, but things that you would do better. And really, that's what you have to look at. You know, I thought this was good, but we could have done better. Um, there were things in there that certainly um, should have been. And, and ultimately, you know what? When you're the leader, you know, that falls on you. And, you know, I think I've taken a lot away from that and, and uh, have become better in a lot of areas, uh, in my opinion, leadership-wise, to where, you know, we'll see what happens down the road. But I think you have to take that failure and you have to learn from it. And as a guy that has preached personal growth for a long time in my career, you know what? You have to grow from it. Um, so ultimately, we'll see what happens down the road. But um, you know what? I, we sat in our family room when they offered me the job. And we said to ourselves, if we don't take it, we're going to regret it. And that's the one thing I'm most proud of, because I think too often we just we get so caught up at just being afraid to do things because it's so out of our comfort zone. It's so far out of you know just what we're used to. And, and I spoke on this a few weeks back at, a, at an event. And the message was, you know, so what, now what? Right? Like if things didn't work out, and I don't mean it in a bad way, but all right, what'd you learn from it? So what? So what'd you learn from it? Now what? And, and not being afraid to just get out of your comfort zone and go do something very challenging because you might fail. And, and we did. And, and I don't regret that. I just wish we would have done better. Uh, I wish I'd have done a better job. But what you learn from that, and I think the just the whole concept of doing something hard and challenging um, for my family and I, we've taken a lot away from a lot away from that. And, and I think moving forward, you know, that's what you learn is you can't be afraid. You have to learn from it and be better in the next opportunity, but you can't be afraid to go do things that are challenging and hard. So, so uh final question, you kind of hit on it there, but what is next for you? And obviously you've enjoyed the family time, enjoyed watching your son. You're going to have a chance to do that when he goes on to play at Idaho state. But uh, I mean, you're still a fairly young guy, Harse. I mean, uh, do, do you want to get back in the game here? Do you see yourself as a, even like an analyst role or head coach OC? I mean, do you want to coach again or what's next for you? I think what's next is breakfast. Really? That's probably about what's next. <laughs> so um, yeah, BJ, look, I, I mean, I love football and uh, I love being around it. You know, one of the things that that I appreciate um, is just being inside that building, right? That the day to day, being in the building, being around the coaches, being around the players, because you got to think about that environment. Everybody in there is trying to be great. They don't always have great days, but ultimately, overall, everybody's trying to be great. And just when you get around fantastic people, good things happen. I mean, my, my whole career, in my opinion, is because of that. I've been around fantastic people. I've had people pour into me. I've been around phenomenal players. Uh, and my life and the opportunities I've gotten is because of that. 
period. And, and I feel so fortunate that I've been in that environment. So um, what that is moving forward, you know, all those options you just said, I don't know. Um, we'll see what shakes out. You know, I really want to, you know, continue on with this season with my son and, and focus on that. When that's over, um, as college football ends, as NFL starts to end, as things start to change and all that, I mean, we'll see what happens, what opportunities come up. Uh, but ultimately, for me, my goal is to be better whenever, whatever opportunity I go into for myself to be better than I was and, and to take this experience and apply it to whatever I do next. And you know what? Appreciate even more just the opportunity to be a part of something great. And, and I think that's one thing, you know, being able to step back away and have this, this chance to, to kind of reframe and refocus um, has really made that obvious to me is just, you know, the appreciation for, for some of the things that you have, because, you know, as a head coach, you're charging. And I know for those 10 years, it was just, you know, your, your foot full on the gas, right. Full pedal all the way down. And, and you're, you're trying to charge on every single thing you do. And, uh, man, I was around a lot of great people. So, uh, I certainly appreciate that and we'll see what happens moving forward. But, um, you know, that's the future right now. A lot, Coach, a lot of people are commenting that you were saying we a lot when talking about Boise State. Uh, you obviously are a proud alum, but I mean, whether it's uh, months, years, whenever down the road, would you ever would you ever entertain the, the possibility of coming back to your alma mater as a coach? <laughs> hey, I'm always going to say we about Boise State. Man, it changed my life, uh, and it started as a player. So uh, that will always be we. Uh, we just talked about the future. You know, I'll, I'll never say never. Uh, to anything, not just Boise State, to anything. But uh, that program changed my life. It gave me the confidence, the opportunities, and everything I just mentioned. Um, and I wouldn't be here today and have uh, the things that I do, the family I have, the opportunities I've been a part of, um, the stories, if it wasn't for that program. So uh, absolutely, I'm going to say we. I'm pulling for them and I want to see him have success. I want to see Coach Avalos have success. I want to see everybody in that program, those players, go on and, you know what, just be 1-0 this next game and then try to figure it out again from there. And we will be watching and cheering them on and bleeding blue and orange, man, and bleeding blue, you know, every single day. So hopefully uh, Eagle High can go 1-0 tonight, Coach. That's that's the big game that matters. Oh, yeah. That, that's, hey, that's already been talked about. So, yeah, that, that – Right now, I mean, we just wait until kickoff at 7.30. And you know what? You want to come out and watch a great game, be out there at Thunder Stadium at 7.30 and, and uh, be on the Eagles sideline and come cheer those guys on. And two really good teams that have a chance to play in this district championship. And I'm excited for, for an awesome game tonight. Who's a, who's a fiery competitor? I mean, I, I watched, you know, Davis kind of grow up just hanging out at practice. Uh, who's a fiery, fiery competitor, Davis or dad? Because – Davis, man, he has a level of expectation the moment he steps between those white lines, and you can feel it. You can hear it. Yeah, I, you know what? He's got it. He's passionate. He is. Um, and that's, you know what? I love that about him. I love that he is passionate. Uh, and I'll just say this. I'm going to brag on him a little bit. He is a hard worker. You know, he, he doesn't shy away from work. He puts in the time. He does the hours. Um, and he really, you know, we decided to play quarterback – 
Um, he went to work and, and he has tried to put himself in a position to have success like he is right now. But he is a he is an ultimate competitor on that field and he wants to go out there and maximize those three hours he gets. Um, but I would say this too: the guys that surround him have also have brought that out, you know, in him and each other too. You know, he's he's got some great players that he's he's playing with right now. And so we'll see what happens tonight. But um yeah, they're going to have to compete now, every single one of them, and it's going to be a, a challenge, and we'll, we'll see how those guys do that. Well, uh, tonight. Good luck to him. Good luck to Eagle Mustangs. Really appreciate your time, Brian. Thank you so much for uh, agreeing to jump on, that the fans are loving it. We could have gone, as I said, you know, another hour, but uh, we appreciate it so much, and hopefully we can uh, do this again down the road, and maybe after that state championship, we can uh, get you back on. Oh, that's the goal. You bet, guys. I appreciate it. Go Broncos. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. There he is, uh, Brian Harson Jay, and uh, – Great stuff there from Coach Arson, man. Appreciate him coming on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like I said, I uh, I'm happy for him that he's got a chance to spend this time with Davis. It was cool to see Davis as a youngster. Um, you know, it, it's funny. Right before the season began, I got like one of those Facebook memories of an old practice at Boise State, and one of the pictures was Davis. He had to have been nine. I, don't, I mean, he was young, and he was throwing the football with Brian at a Boise State practice, and I I shot it over to Brian because, you know, here we are what, nine, 10 years later, and now Davis is, yeah. you know, arguably the best quarterback in the state, and he's getting a Division I scholarship. And it's it's uh, he, he has – he's worked for it. I remember many years ago asking Brian, I was like, Davis going to play, ever play quarterback? Because he was a really good linebacker at, at one point. Brian says, I don't know. We'll see. And, uh, man, he he helped his boy out, and, and Davis went out, and he earned it. So, it's, I, I, I mean, I – Hey, we can pretend or we can be serious here. I am I am genuinely excited for this game tonight, BJ. Like, I, I really am. I think Meridian is a really really tough team, and and Eagles undefeated. So uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be excited to see what we see tonight on on a little Friday night football. Following yeah, the ten on KTVB. Uh, there you go. Yeah, we'll be watching KTVB tonight for for all the highlights of that, and following your social media account as well, Jay. But uh, yeah, we appreciate Brian jumping on and. Uh, there were a lot more questions we could have got to, but didn't have time. We already kept them longer than I think we we expected to. But uh, uh, appreciate all you guys for checking us out. Uh, I might as well throw in a shameless plug for my website if you guys are new and haven't checked us out yet. I'll give you a free gift card to Taco Bell, by the way, as well, if you sign up. $50 for a full year at bronconationnews.com. Uh, BNN50 deals the promo code. Jump on. One full year of coverage. Interviews like that. Shows like that. Boise State coverage. BNN50 deal at bronconationnews.com. We'll throw you a gift card. We got 26 Six, Jay. I'm trying to get to 800 subscribers. I, I feel like I'm, you know, uh, some baseball player going for a milestone or something here. We need 26 subscribers to get to 800. Help us out. 50 bucks for a full year. We'll throw you a Taco Bell gift card and uh, appreciate it. it was, uh, people loved it. People loved the comments. Or they noticed the we. They noticed the Go Broncos at the end of the interview. And uh, pretty cool that he's back in town now and still supporting his alma mater. And uh, left the door open there. Who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens down the road, Jay. But uh, we'll see you out there tonight, Jay. Eagle high, and uh, we'll be watching KTVB. And appreciate you as always for the time, Jay. Sounds good, buddy. Hey, there he him. is. Hit him straight today. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll see. Appreciate it, man. There he is, Jay Tuss. Appreciate him for, for jumping on. And uh, that'll do it for today's show. Again, bronconationnews.com. 50 bucks for a one-year subscription. We'd love to have you. Exclusive articles from Mike Prater, myself, some subscriber-only shows. We're churning out daily content. We got the soccer story. The soccer team just won uh, two to one last night. Jim Thomas, the all-time winningest coach at Boise State soccer history. That story is up at bronconationnews.com. So $6.99 a month if you can't do the yearly option. But if you got 50 bucks, we'd love to have it. 
and we'll throw you either a $20 gift card to Taco Bell or a free round of golf at Timberstone if you're able to. So let us know, and uh, we appreciate uh, all you guys. And you just go to bronconationnews.com, click subscribe up in the corner, and then after you subscribe, let us know. Send me an email, and I'll uh, send you your gift card of, of which one you want. So uh, make sure you are subscribing on the YouTube channel as well. I think there's a red button down in the corner there. That's free. All these social media shows are free, and we appreciate you uh, for subscribing to our YouTube channel as we continue to build that. So uh, thanks to Jay. Thanks to all you guys. Go subscribe, and more importantly, thanks again to Brian Harson uh, for about 45 minutes of his time joining us here on a Friday morning. So have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you at some point. And then uh, Monday morning, we'll have Mike Prater. We'll have the uh, press conference from Andy Avalos on Monday. So enjoy the weekend. No Boise State game. The Broncos cannot lose this weekend. So uh, enjoy your weekend and uh, watch some football. And uh, go subscribe to bronconationnews.com. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a good rest of your uh, Friday and a good weekend here at Bronco Nation News.